in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, The Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. And it is one week to the best holiday of the year the Thanksgiving holiday. The eating holiday. The eating holiday. I mean, aren't they all eating holidays? Oh, really? absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, that's what we do. We're we're Southerners, and that's what we do. This is just the only one where the highlight is the eating. There's no presents. There's no fireworks. Just you, a fork, a knife, and happiness. Which, if you're sick and tired of people putting up their Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving, then Thanksgiving needs to have those other things. It needs to have lights. It needs to have uh, presents. It needs to have something other than just one day of binge eating. Oh, hey, well, it's not. Days. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and it has three days with turkey. the leftovers. Right. It's got all the leftover Sammies that you can handle. Uh, yes, the uh, Thanksgiving holiday is just around the corner. We are one week away from that. Programming note we will not be with you on Thanksgiving, nor will we be here on Black Friday either. So. Tank's got to go out and get his low, low-priced uh, televisions and things of the of the like. Mm-hmm. I wonder, does Goodwill have Black Friday deals? Can, <sighs> can I get uh, can I get my new clothes for ten cents instead of twenty five cents? You make my head. Hurt. <laughs> it's the reason why the imaging says one is cheaper than oxygen, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into the program here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We are heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Take us with you everywhere you go, live or on demand. Coming to you from the Ingalls studio. And uh, you can also join us on YouTube. See our pretty faces. Or in my case, my whitewashed face. Uh, King Boo. I'll never never unsee that. (laughs) Go to thesportocracy.com. Click on the live video link. Do not forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel while you are there. That's how you get into the uh, chat with us each and every day. Yes, today is is a Thursday. We got Thursday night football coming up tonight, but um, we need to start out the program with uh, our heartfelt sympathies for the family of Pat Ryan, who was on uh, on the competitor competitors radio station for many many years. He was a cornerstone of the Asheville area, the sports community in the Asheville area, longtime writer for the Asheville Citizen Times, and of course, I, I mean he he was one of the. Uh, he was one of the people that made us believe that this thing that we do each and every day could be possible. We basically took the Pat Ryan playbook when we started this show and Pat was awesome about it. I'd sent him an email the first time that we had this idea saying, Hey, just want to let you know, we're going to try to do the same thing. We can prove that this town can hold two sports shows and we can be successful at it. And he, he, and he was always open Anytime I had a question, anytime I needed help, he he said, just give me a call. Uh, let me know. 
competition is good for everybody. And he was he was just a hell of a guy, a hell of a guy. And he passed away, uh, unfortunately, this morning um, from a long battle with uh, pancreatic cancer. Tried to fight it as best he could, but as we all know, our times all come at some point, and unfortunately, today's was Pat's. Uh, as somebody that was involved in athletics around this area, and now as somebody that's been a radio host in this area, uh, there would be no us without Pat Ryan. No. Uh, it, it, would, it couldn't have happened. Uh, and for that, we will be eternally thankful, uh, and thoughts and prayers with the family. It's a very sad day. Yeah, it is. It is indeed. But uh, our, our, our thoughts are with the family, and uh, we love you, buddy, and we will see you again someday. Now, we've got a lot to get into today. We got Jones Angel coming up at the four o'clock hour. Talk about the Tar Heels' big game against Georgia Tech this weekend. Of course, after you've sewn up the ACC championship uh, appearance against Clemson, what's left? What's left to prove? There's a whole lot left to prove for the North Carolina Tar Heels, and Jones Angel will fill us in on all of that. Plus, yes, we will talk to him about the basketball team. And though they're three and zero, there are some questions about where this team is headed in the next few weeks we uh, also will be doing our daily draft at the top of the three uh, the top of the third hour of the program where jeremy and i will be drafting the best college football jobs in this next cycle not only the ones that are open but ones that we think could come open and of course thursday night football preview tennessee titans against the green bay packers and Jeremy's got bangers for you. As I well. do. As well. So all of it coming your way here over the next three hours here on ESPN Asheville. But first, the Las Vegas Raiders. They're, so look, I, I didn't I've think this saying, could get worse. Right. I've been saying for weeks that I believe they need to just blow this thing up. They made a mistake hiring Josh McDaniels, and they need to get out of it. Well, it turns out they really can't. At least according to reports. Bill Plaschke. Uh, of which, out. you know, Bill Plaschke's been around this business for a while. Oh, so I would say he didn't say this if he didn't have a real good source on it. Oh, he's absolutely in the know. Uh, his quote was I'm saying right now, Josh McDaniels will be the coach this year and next year. Raiders don't have the money to fire him to pay him off. They're cash poor. That may not sound like a big deal, it's a huge deal. That's basically signaling to the league, we're not an NFL franchise. If you are so cash-strapped that you can't get out of a coaching hire, you're not competitive in this league. You're not. We've said this with quarterbacks, that there are certain owners that have the cash on hand to go very large signing bonus that has to be paid and blah, 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 all the minutia of, mm-hmm. of everyday life. We're talking about $15 million here. I mean, this is this is a gigantic different situation for a team that just moved, just built one of the nicest stadiums in sports, and you're telling me you don't have the revenue streams to get out of a bad coaching hire? Yeah, but it would also be the second one, right? Don't they still owe money to John Gruden? That's being litigated, I, I believe. Well, you got that on top of it as well. You got you got fine. legal fees that you have to pay. Yes, they just moved to a new spot, but they paid two billion dollars for that stadium. Now, obviously, that didn't just come. Like Mark Davis had to write a check for two billion dollars to build that stadium. We all know that's not how it works. But, nope. I mean, I 
I understand where they're coming from, and maybe this is maybe this is more of just we we just can't afford it in our coaching budget or whatever. I will tell you exactly how this was said to me. This would be like somebody that is searching for real estate in the nicest area of town. And then you go to McDonald's and their card gets declined for a cheeseburger. Mm -hmm. That's verbatim how this was said to me earlier. This will not be treated like the big deal that it is. This is a gigantic deal. This basically, and look, we always knew that Mark Davis was on the lower end of NFL owners. Most of his wealth comes from the team. Mm -hmm. But if you're in this situation, every agent, every player, every coach, every everything is going to look around and go, not an NFL organization. There are 31 teams because they're irrelevant. And we look, we did this for a lot of years. There were a lot of teams in the 70s, 80s, 90s that it wasn't to the USFL where they're bouncing paychecks, but you knew you don't necessarily belong here. Right. You're not floating in the same financial stratosphere. If you're to this point, this is a nightmare. And I can't believe... I can't believe that Mark Davis hasn't said something about this of, no, that's not, I'm not going to believe your denial, even if you do it. I was going to say he can't, I mean, at this point, I mean, if it were absolutely false, no doubt he would be out there with his weird little haircut screaming to high holy hell, no, this is not true. The fact that he's not tells you it may be true. It absolutely may be true, and there's nothing that he can say because you're in the situation that you're in. I mean, things are as they are. I just don't have the money to be able to do this right now. We got to stick with what we have. We got to see what the culture building's going to be like with Dolph Ziggler and uh, and Dave Ziggler. <laughs> yeah. and, Dolph uh, Ziggler is a bad yes, professional yes, wrestler. Yes, I know. Uh, and uh, with uh, Josh McDaniels and Patrick Graham, let's just see what they can do. We know this year hasn't been good. But we have to stick with it while we can because we just can't afford not only the $15 million to have to pay him, whatever we're paying to have to fight with John Gruden or whatever we've paid John Gruden on the side, then we got to go hire another coach for another $100 million or whatever you're going to throw out to a new head coach. No, it's not going to be $100 million for a coach. I mean, not a year, obviously. No. that that whole deal depending on who you could get i mean unless it's 20 years long it's not gonna be that high and the highest paid coach in the league doesn't make 100 million dollars in a decade so all right it's not that extravagant uh rj rj in our comments that i thought the nfl verified own owners in income since the bankruptcy thing they do this team was inherited so there's really nothing that you can do. No. This family, or, or the, the Davis family owned this team. Al Davis passed away. It went to the son. So I'm not going to say that they didn't do some checks into his financials. There's not a whole lot you could do. The reason this is such a big deal is something we talked about yesterday. This team's going to pick in the top five because they're just flat out not good. Mm-hmm. You can't. That means you can't get out of Derek Carr either. Right. That means you're stuck. You are as stuck mm-hmm. as I have ever seen an NFL team. Mm-hmm. 
And the fact that somebody with this level of rep, with this level of reputation has come out and put their name on this. He said this on an ESPN national show. It was on Around the Horn. Yep. That tells me there's something. There's there's fire here. That means there's fire here. You you would be an unnamed source if you didn't know something. If I was a Raiders fan today, it's not not a good day. Not a good day. Uh, we have a uh, super chat here. Oh, button. I'm your huckleberry. Armchair commentary says we should have known he was broke. Look at the haircut. Oh, yeah. I mean, he gets his haircut at the uh, barber college, so we should have known he wasn't necessarily flush. Hit it again. I'm your huckleberry. Soaring Eagle 175 in the YouTube comments. That 10-year, $100 million deal for John Gruden is looking worse and worse by the day. And that's what bothers me. What bothers me is that you had enough money to do that, which at the time was unheard of. Mm Mm-hmm. There were people around the league going, "Wait, you did what?" And now you're t- now you're allegedly so cash strapped that you can't get out of Josh McDaniels. Mm. That's that tells me this is headed down a path that is not going to be great. Uh, Zion twenty two fifteen says, "If they don't have the money, why would they go out and sign those big contracts in the off season?" Look at how the contracts are. F- look at the framework. Your cash, your cash in, does not really matter outside of signing bonuses. We talked about this with Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. because Steve Bashotti is he he's done okay, so he's got a lot of money laying around to give Lamar Jackson basically anything he wants. If you frame these deals in a certain way, which they did, I looked. That doesn't necessarily matter. You overpay on the back end, but you don't have to come out of pocket for some gigantic amount in the beginning. It would be it would be very troubling to me for the Raiders. Yeah, I, I mean it is troubling. It is troubling, to especially know as poorly as you've drafted. But the, yeah, that, that is true. You don't have the ability to replace the talent that you've wasted those picks on. That's the way that teams that don't have owners that are cash flush. That's the way they survive. Mm-hmm. Daniel Snyder always had more money than you could shake a stick at. That's why he went through all those years where he would go chase free agents trying to fill holes. He invested the money in players, not in scouts. Mm -hmm. So they're shooting draft capital into a well, but he had the money to go replace it. It didn't work out Mm -hmm. well. Uh, My answer to Zion of of, of why did they do this if they knew they didn't have money, how do you make more money? Win. Win, baby. Just win, win, baby. Exactly. It's the Al Davis model. Just win, baby. And so he thought, the organization thought, We'll pay out these this big amount of money. What was it? A hundred and forty million dollar contract that they gave the Devonte Adams. We'll give him the contract. He'll come in. They'll reignite the you know the Fresno State days between him and Derek Carr. Will be a, a contender like we all thought they would be in the off season. And it hasn't happened. It's been an absolute and utter disaster. You work yourself down to that thin red line of you know whether you're gonna you're, you're gonna run in the black or you're gonna run in the red and you gotta you gotta work that line as thin as you can because you know times are tight when we start winning and when we win 10 12 games whatever it's going to be this year we get into the playoffs that boosts merchandise that boosts ticket sales it boosts all these things uh, sponsorships with the new stadium and in vegas and uh, and then will be in, uh, on solid ground. 
the problem they run into now though is it's been an utter disaster and now they have to save face that's why you've seen in the last seven days everybody and their brother within that organization is backing josh mcdaniels it's not because they believe in him as a coach nope it's because they know the they they know the deal i don't buy that Derek carr is happy but oh it, i do but that's the face oh that i he's, buy that Derek carr's happy oh you think so absolutely it, look how unstable his his tenure in with the raiders has been mm-hmm. i don't discredit that at all he knows he can't have john gruden back i don't want to learn another system i want to keep just as as copacetic as we can keep it i don't want to do this again i don't i don't believe that i i I believe Derek carr wants to win and that's why you saw him start sobbing at the podium last week when they lose that game to the indianapolis colts and Derek carr is up there just you know crying in his cereal well of course he is because he wanted to win he knows it's not possible now or at least this year he knows it's not possible and he knows there's no way out you know what i think i figured it out you know why Derek carr was crying so hard at the podium they had just told him that now he has to get his hair cut by the same guy that cuts mark davis's hair oh you're in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville. when i finally drove the old car into the grave i knew there was only one place i was gonna go fred anderson nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan and yes they treat you like family I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. The Sportsocracy. Who are we going to cheer for on Sundays now? Ah, oh, the sounds of every sad Raiders fan going. I can't believe Durr! you got. Uh, I can't believe you got the audio of Derek Carr that quick. <laughs> every Raiders fan going. Oh, we're stuck with this. Uh, and now, anybody that thinks I'm overvaluing this, do you know who the cash poorest owners in the NFL are? No, Mark Davis is dead last. Yeah. Now that's taken out the Packers because technically they don't have an owner. It's owned by the city of Green Bay commercially the shareholders right? yeah yeah you have shareholders that kind of takes you out of this but that's also why they don't do free agency i've, I've always kind of laughed at that well they don't spend big in free agency because they can't how do you not get this 
Mark Davis is dead last. Mm -hmm. Mike Brown is right above him. The Rooney family with the Steelers, which I'll get to them in a second. The McCaskies in Chicago and Ziggy Wilf with the Minnesota Vikings. You know what all those teams have in common? What's that? They've virtually all been bad for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you can't compete with the David Teppers of the world. That would be a reason for Carolina Panthers fans to be really excited. Because if you look at the opposite side of this, the only one that's in the top 10 that's been bad for a long time is uh, Shad Khan. And that's because he's a Mario villain. He's a, a bad guy from a 40s film. So uh, maybe not the smartest donor you've ever seen. Right. This is the reason that when we talk about Daniel Snyder, uh, oh, he's going to have to say, there's only a handful of people that can buy it. Mm hmm. That's why it's going to be Jeff Bezos. Look, we called that from the second this happened. Right. And, and and here's the people that are shocked by this. Just keep in mind. I know you've already said this, but it kind of gets buried in the message. Mark Davis doesn't have outside income. No. His income is from the team. Mm -hmm. His wealth is from his dad owning the team since the 1960s or whatever. Like, he doesn't have the gobs of money that a David Tepper has made in uh, hedge funds or, you know, is he's not a real estate guy like Stan Kroenke or this is, this is all he has. And so that's why they're in the situation that they're in. And I, I, I believe the same would fall in line for the McCaskey family with the yes. Chicago bears. I mean, it's just been that, that is their business. And then use the Buffalo bills as an example. The, the, the Wilson family had to sell mm -hmm. because they didn't have cash on hand. The Pagulas show up. They're in the top 12-ish of owners. It gets very reported wealth when you get into this point. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, bills are good. Does that strike you as strange? It shouldn't. No. Because the Stefan Diggs deal would never have happened with Ralph Wilson. It happened with the Pagulas. Right. Because they have the cash to just go, hey, go. Mm -hmm. That make you feel warm and fuzzy? I thought so. And just wait until the Bezos money kicks in with the Washington Commanders. Mm -hmm. They will be, that's why they Washington will, they will be, be America's new team. That's why Washington fans should be sitting around going, can we get this today? Can mm -hmm. we just do it today? Maybe you two made hash this out, figure out a number, and we can just move on. I mean, they've been saying that for 10 years now. It's That's nothing new. Yeah, but now I feel, I feel like you're at the 10-yard line now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I we, mean, were, it, we were surfing around the 50 until he went, maybe I have to sell. I, I, they're, not, they're not only in the red zone at this point. I mean, they are, they are first and goal. Actually, I think it's more like third and goal, and you're just waiting. It depends on who's making that call. I mean, Jeff Bezos just gave Dolly Parton $100 million for being a good person. I don't think he cares what this number is. He did, and I wish I wish that was going to filter down to her distant relatives. But uh, it's no, not. it's going to charity. You greedy, greedy individual. I don't. I, mean, I didn't. You say are not I a charity. All of it. I just wanted a piece of it. I mean, come on. Cheaper than oxygen. <laughs> exactly. I could hit all of the goodwill sales. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. It's time to get just a bit outside. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. 
saw this, and I th- and I think this is this is the only right answer for the ACC to do. Uh, feel good story of the day: the ACC as a whole is going to come uh, come together to support the University of Virginia after the tragedy that took place on their campus uh, over the weekend. Sunday night, I know you've probably all heard this story, three UVA football players were shot on a charter bus coming back from a school trip. Devin Chandler, Lavelle Davis Jr., and uh, Deshaun Perry were all shot and killed uh, in that attack one other player, Mike Hollins, uh, he was shot and is battling right now for his life. They do expect him to make a full recovery. Um, there was another student that was shot as well, not a football player. Had uh, I don't know the name. I apologize. Um, but uh, there is a suspect in custody. Hopefully, he will spend a long, long time in jail. But this weekend, the ACC as a whole league-wide initiative is going to show their support for virginia as every acc home stadium this week will have field signage and graphics on the scoreboards saying uva strong all players in the acc will be wearing helmet decals uh saying something similar having the uh the 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 virginia logo on it something to that effect everyone rallying around virginia as they should in this time it's a horrible incident that happened uva has already canceled their football game for this weekend it was going to be the final home game of the season against coastal carolina they are still debating whether or not they are going to play next week against virginia tech in blacksburg for that big rivalry game instead of having the game against coastal carolina this weekend they will be hosting a uh, memorial service for the three football players on Saturday afternoon at 3.30 in the basketball arena. Good on the ACC and all of the other teams for showing their support in uh, just a devastating time for, for the University of Virginia. My story also comes from college football. This is a lot more irreverent of a story than yours. And it starts with Charles Barkley, who's shocked. He appeared on the next round show Thursday and just kind of haphazardly threw out a bombshell. His quote was, I think there's going to be a shocker firing in the SEC, and I know for a fact they're probably going to go after Dion." Now, if you go down the rabbit hole here, there's only one school he could possibly be talking about, and it's Texas A&M. Nobody else fits. Yeah, nobody with that high profile. I mean, Vanderbilt's, what, two years into Clark Lay? There's this no had one way. of the biggest wins in the last 20 years? There would be no way. It's not them. And he said, firing, not surprise opening. Right. I was going to say, Dion wouldn't even consider going to Vanderbilt. Well, and then that creates the... Would he consider going to Texas A&M? Absolutely. I'm not as sure of that. Why? That's not as good a job as people pawn it off to me really jimbo fisher just signed the number one recruiting class in the country Mm -hmm. now they're awful but you have hope for the future Mm -hmm. there are gofundmes to pay his buyout Mm -hmm. you've never been good they've always had money i don't know where this myth comes that well this is new money no it's not they've had this for 30 years and they were still irrelevant And now you're in the SEC, 
and you have Oklahoma and Texas showing up. That doesn't make you a good job. Which is why in the beginning of the three o'clock hour, or in the now I'm doing what you do. Yeah. In the beginning of the third hour, go. we're going to do a daily draft of the jobs that are already open and the ones that we think could come open. And I'll go ahead and tell you, I'm not taking Texas A&M nearly as high as you think I will. Hmm. Um, I will. I, you can rest assured I will. Because I completely disagree with you. That, that, that I mean, that, especially in the NIL days that we live in, that is one of the best jobs you could have. I especially, disagree with you so vehemently. Especially for a guy like Dion, who we know he can recruit anyway without so, all the money. So how exactly is he going to recruit better than Jimbo Fisher? You just had the number one recruiting class, in some estimations, ever. Yeah, in, in, in the history of college football. I get it. And, and it still didn't make you good. Of course it didn't. I so mean, I mean, that's did, the did high you really side expect they were going to bring in all these five-star freshmen and without a, a without a good head coach, they were going to be good? Of course not. I mean, that's like expecting the Texas high school all-star team to beat Texas. It's not going to happen. Since 1999, how many 10-win seasons does Texas A&M have? How many? How many? How many 10-win <laughs> seasons does Texas A&M have since 1999? Two. You're too high. Uh. One. It's, okay. Uh. And that was with Kevin Sumlin. The Johnny Manziel year? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is not a good job. And I'll be really honest with you. I, My feeling on this is if that's the best that's out there, Dion will go back to Jackson State. Because you got to understand, he's not worried about money. You're not going to swoon me with money. Deion Sanders has got generational wealth mm-hmm. off endorsements. Mm-hmm. His name, he still makes a ton of money off endorsements you're not swaying him with that so i'm going to come to texas a&m and be what the fifth best team in this conference at best i'm in a conference with nick saban Mm -hmm. kirby smart Mm -hmm. brian kelly Mm -hmm. and soon to be steve sarkeesian Mm -hmm. yeah i think i'm going to be seacrest out on that i said the same thing i said about auburn why in the world would i do that oh because you're going to pay me more money that's the one thing i don't care about I want to win. I don't think, and I don't think you can win at Texas A&M. I don't think Dion. We need to take a break. Let's take a break, and we'll talk about this after the break because we we've got some disagreements here. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. You can weigh in uh, on this as well on the YouTube stream. Just go to the sportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. You might not know this, but the Ingalls Bakery is actually a bakery. As in, we bake things. 
really delicious things. Things like crusty breads just waiting for that scrumptious strawberry jam. Apple fritters to pair perfectly with that morning cup of coffee. Cakes for any occasion, customized to your precise standards. And did we mention the cookies? It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. The Sportsocracy. What are you people? On dope? We are back in the Ingles studio and Texas A&M. Is this, is this a good job? Is it not a good job? Is this something that Deion Sanders would consider? So I vehemently say no. If you're just joining us in the last segment, Jeremy told the story of Charles Barkley says there's, there's going to be a surprise opening or a surprise firing in the SEC this year. And the conjecture immediately started, including with the podcast host, that it was Texas A&M because that's the only one that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And, Jeremy, you don't believe that this is a job that Dion would be interested in. No. Because there's too much competition in the SEC. It's not that there's too much competition. It's just not a good job. I mean, just think about this. They've had four coaches since 2003. Mm-hmm. Dennis Francione, Mike Sherman, Kevin Sumlin, and Jimbo Fisher. Mm-hmm. Only one of those is a big name, and I can tell you as somebody that's deeply connected to Florida State, he had one foot in the grave and one foot on a banana peel anyway. We all laughed when Texas show, Texas A&M showed up with the blank check because we basically told Jimbo, you, you go right on ahead. You go right on ahead. You take that headache. We're good. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't value it to be a good job at all. They've always had a ton of money. Yeah, they have. But they've never had the recruiting success that they've had. Now. That's not 100% true either. Really? I mean, they re- they always um, recruited I, well. Not to this level. This right. is new. That Right. That's what I'm saying, though. In the world of NIL, they shelled out all the money, and they got the greatest recruiting class ever. You can't mm-hmm. expect that team to come in with a lack of leadership, as you've always said Jimbo Fisher has. Oh, he's a, a horrible coach. A lack he's of, a horrible in-game right, coach. Lack of leadership, lack of game plan, no developing developing players, making them better, all of that. Okay, but you have the recruits, but you mm-hmm. have the money to get all the recruits that you want. So does Jimbo Fisher. Dion's not in this for him. Dion's not in this for his money. You you said oh, he's a hundred percent in this for no, no, him. No, listen, he's not in here for his money. Wait a minute, that's what I'm saying. That, but that's the only allure he's not of in Texas it for a A&M. He's not going in it for uh, you're going to give me a hundred and fifty million dollars or whatever. He doesn't care about that. What he cares about is resources. And that's the thing. You can't out resource the SEC. Ask yourself this. I think the thing you're underselling here is Dion can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. If Dion just wants to retire tomorrow, who's going to tell him no? Mm-hmm. Well, what does he care? Mm-hmm. You tell me when, when I hit the where Texas A&M falls in, you let me know. Georgia, not even in the ballpark. Tennessee, not even in the ballpark. Florida. Not even in the ballpark. Of what? Uh, of Texas A&M. You tell me which one's a better job right now. Okay. Uh, the three I just said, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. LSU, Alabama. Then it starts to get a little right dicey. And That's I, the line. Mm, I didn't say Oklahoma or Texas, which are coming in in a year. Yeah. They're both better. Yeah. And it's not even close. I, I don't know about that. Oh, I, in what regard? 
historical success, you're eight, and you actually might be nine. We might oh, sure. put a layer of separation here just so you don't touch one of us. Oh, sure. Why would Deion Sanders sign up for that? Because it's the biggest challenge in front of him. And that's where I – see, this is where I think you're you're off on this. If it comes down to Georgia Tech or Texas A&M, you mark my words, he takes Georgia Tech. Okay. I'm in Atlanta mm-hmm. with a school that does have some historical success, but it's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I can get recruits anytime I want to mm-hmm. because I'm right in the heart of Atlanta. And I'm in a conference where nobody can really mess with me. Mm-hmm. Clemson, Florida State, mm-hmm. end of message, repeat the line. Yeah, Carolina's good with Mac Brown. Historically, not a great program. Right. And I think they will continue to be because Mac has elevated that job. Then you get to five. Uh, who exactly is that? I understand. Miami with Mario Cristobal, mm-hmm. the, the eighth failed coach in a row. I feel like people take ease and they throw that out the window. Deion mm. Sanders is not a grinder. He's not a Mike Houston or one of these guys that's grinded his way all the way up. And he will, I, I want a challenge. Mm-hmm. I want the money. I want to be in the power five. I want all of those things. That's not where he's at. He wants I want the easiest some, job. Not, I did not, not necessarily the easiest job. I'm not taking the hardest job in college football, which I think this is. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'll pa- I don't need your money. See, to me, I think that's what that that's what makes this alluring. I mean, Deion Sanders, if he is the uh, you know, if he is everything that he's put himself out there to be over the years, he will not shy away from the biggest challenge that's out there. And just think about it. What, uh, and I'm not saying he would shy away from it. I'm saying he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. No, he doesn't have to. But do you think he's really afraid of Nick Saban? Do you not think he wants to swim in those waters? He already does, like the Aflac commercials with Nick and all and that's that. That's kind of my point. I swim in those waters at Jackson State. I don't need to be in your conference because mm-hmm. he will get beat sideways. I, I'm telling you right Maybe. now, and, and I think he knows that. From everything I've ever been told, Dion's a smart, pretty self-aware guy that he knows I can't build a staff that's going to go beat Nick Saban. I can't build a staff that's going to go beat Brian Kelly. If Jimbo Fisher can't do it, who won a national title, why do I think I could do it? See, I I think completely different. Like, if if Texas A&M is in this position and they want prime time, they want Coach Prime to come and save them, I got them by the short and curlies. I can get anything I want. You let me pick my own staff. You let me do all of this. You give- he has that with anybody. I'm sure You're, he does. I don't care who you are. You're not going to tell him what to do. He's going to do this of his own volition. One way they, look at the job he was interested in last year. Think about this. There was one job that Which he was, was that? vehemently angry he did not get offered, and he interviewed oh, for Oh, the it. TCU job? The TCU job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Look where they are. Mm-hmm. I promise you it's not because Sonny Dykes is this great coach. That was a talented roster mm-hmm. in a phenomenal market. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M just landed the best recruiting class in the history of college football. And they're three and seven. So you don't think Deion Sanders wants to bring Shador Sanders with him to Texas A&M, be on the big stage in the SEC with the best recruits in the nation? Not at TCU. I'll go one step further. I think he'd take Auburn before he'd take Texas A&M. Gee, you're crazy. I do. I think he would take Auburn before he takes Texas A&M. Why? Because that the is pressure's a less? horrible fan base. Uh-huh. Oh, well, and you know what? Auburn's just as bad. Auburn's bad for a completely different reason. I, you know what? I take that back. But why are they I, bad? I take that back. 
uh, Auburn has way, way too many decision makers. They mm. have way no, too no, no, many no. boosters that have way too much call. I thought you were saying Texas A&M. Uh, they have the same problem. They have way too many boosters that have way too much power. Mm-hmm. Way. That's an awful job. If you don't believe me, Google the three that have been fired there. Okay. Uh, they've all said this on the way out. Of There is no leadership here whatsoever. The boosters control everything. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I can do that, or I can go to where I live, coach in a city that I love, where I'm one of the most famous people in the city, no doubt. and they won't tell me, squirt. I can do anything I want to do. And oh, if, yeah, I'm taking Georgia Tech. I'm not going to think about and it. And if Dion wants the easier job, then that's what he'll do. See, and I, I feel like you're – I feel like you're coming at this from the wrong angle. Okay. Yes, it's an easy, it's mm-hmm. an easier job because the expectations are lower. Mm-hmm. It's also not a delusional job. Texas A&M is delusional. This is a fan base that expects to be Alabama. You're not. If I take the word money out of it, explain to me the allure of that. It's in the middle of nowhere. College Station, Texas mm-hmm. is not exactly an alluring place to be. Right. You're in the toughest conference in America. And you have boosters that dictate everything you do. And I have every option that I want. I'll go a step further. I'd rather take the Arizona State job. And I wouldn't think about it for a second. I'm right outside of Phoenix in a hotbed market, much better place to live, Mm -hmm. in a conference that I can dominate just by doing the thing I already do. Mm -hmm. Recruiting's not going to be what puts you to the forefront in the SEC. They all recruit well. The top 25 are recruiting classes in, in America right now. You know how many of them are in the SEC? Ten. You're not just going to out-recruit them. You're not going to beat Nick Saban this way. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not long for this. And who's going to replace him? Probably Dabo Sweeney. Oh, great. Now I have to do this for 20 years. I'll pass. I'll pass. There's one thing about accepting a challenge. There's another walking into a situation where you cannot win. See, I don't believe that's a situation you cannot win. Well, you haven't for 40 years. So, I mean, there's nothing new here. The the NIL thing, whoopee-woo. Mm-hmm. Everybody else can do that, too. Mm-hmm. But and we, they have have more. A, we have more money than everybody And it's has. not as much more as you think. Just remember this. Money always comes with strings. Mm-hmm. That's the problem at Auburn, and that's the problem at, at Texas A&M. That was the problem at Tennessee. And for whatever reason, they looked at Josh Heupel and went, we believe in you. Right. Or, or Danny White. The, I don't know who it is they believe in. I just feel that like. That stopped it, and they got good. I just feel like if there's anybody that can break that, it's Dion. Look, I'm not. I, I, I'm, I'm saying this because I think Dion could take a job like this and completely transform the culture there. I, I agree with that, but not there. I don't think you can do it there. And maybe not. Maybe you had right. a you have a coach that was coming off a national title. Now it had been mm-hmm. a couple years prior, mm-hmm. but he has an unbelievable pedigree. Unbelievable pedigree for I would say he's probably the biggest coaching hire since Nick Saban. Yeah. In terms of talent of coach that went somewhere, I don't. I never thought he was as good as everybody built him out to be, but in terms of making headlines and a splash, you're five years into this. They couldn't get him out of town fast enough. You don't think that guys with options are looking at that going, why would I do this? And just look at the other people that are talked about. Hugh Freeze. Mm -hmm. Hugh Freeze got carted out of town in disgrace and had to go to Liberty. 
That's called who? Lane Kiffin. He would laugh you out of the building if Texas A&M called him. I think he's going to do the same thing with Auburn. You mark my words. A week after the season is over, you'll see Lane Kiffin sign some gigantic deal. And the whole reason is because Auburn called, and he'll trot right into the AD's office and say, more money, please. They go, you're not going to outspend this. Mm-hmm. I- I'm looking forward to I want to see how how high you take Texas A&M because I guarantee you it's five spots higher than I would. Oh, it's going to be number one. It will be uh, my first pick. Uh, then I'll give you the first pick because <laughs> I don't need it. Uh, it will be my first pick. Yeah, I don't need it. Because it and is. And there's one I would take over them that you're going to call me an idiot, but I can justify it. Yeah. We will see. We'll have that fight coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400 Thursday night football tonight. Coming up next, bangers from Floster Damas. Are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next? Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Coffee's the closer zone. Get them the money! Then we get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then we get the power, then you get the work. Thursday night football. But it's not, it's not just the NFL game. We have a college game as well. The Tulane Squidbillies <laughs> are taking on SMU. And Tulane's a three and a half point favorite. And to me, that is laughably stupid. Did you not see the UCF game? I fell for it too. You don't have to do that because I'm here telling you, SMU not only wins this game, they win it convincingly. That Tulane defense is good. They don't score easily. And so you get a team that I've recently seen score 77 points. Yes, it was against the bald Dana Holgerson-led Houston Cougars. I don't care. If you can score at that level, you're going to outscore this team. Give me SMU plus the three and a half. I will say under 66, though. That, that number feels oddly high. Then tonight on Amazon Prime, the Tennessee Titans take on the Green Bay Packers. Packers are the three-point favorite over under 41. I'm going over this number. I don't think this game is ever close. I fully believe Green Bay comes out here and smokes Tennessee like a honey ham. Tennessee's hurt on a short week, and they can do one thing. 
This is I, I told you before the Dallas game, this is where I feel like Green Bay turns a they turn a page and you start seeing the team you expected them to be. Give me Green Bay minus the three over the 41. And you can take those wagers over to BetUs.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY and get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put into the account up to $2,500. No faith in the Tennessee Titans, huh? I don't like this short week. I don't like this short week, and as soon as I saw the line, I went, oh, wait. That's weird. That's a that's a bizarre line, especially since I get the Vegas poll every week, and I did the math. The line's five and a half points off. Wow. That means you're either trying to bait people, which I don't buy. If you ever really want to know how Vegas leans, if you start seeing those key numbers, three, seven, ten, fourteen. Mm-hmm. You rest assured they feel really good on a side, and I think it's Green Bay, and I think it's Green Bay by a lot. All right, we'll have a uh, full preview of the game coming up at the end of the program this afternoon here on ESPN Asheville. Coming up after the Sports Center update, we will have our weekly Tar Heel time with Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels. The Tar Heels, I, I, I mean, you could not have expected this season to go as well as it has no you got two gifts here you got georgia tech who's on their third quarterback in nc state that might be on their ninth mm-hmm. nine and one are the tar heels uh far and away the champions of the coastal division they will face off in charlotte on december the third against clemson in the acc championship game and an acc championship i mean it's something that you got, I mean, I can't remember the last time Carolina was a champion in the ACC. It has to be in the 70s. Oh, it's been a long time. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We'll talk to Jones about it up next. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. You are in the sportsocracy on a Thursday afternoon here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app live or on demand and we're seen everywhere on youtube just go to the sportsocracy.com don't forget to click on that live video link subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat each and every day and of course it is four o'clock on a thursday and it's tar heel time with jones angel the voice of the north carolina tar heels excuse me correction the voice of the ACC Coastal Champion, North Carolina Tar Heels, uh, number one in the ACC, number or at least in the in, in the Coastal Division, number one in college basketball. Jones Angel, it's a good day to be a Tar Heel, isn't it? Yeah, Tank. It uh, was certainly an, another exciting game this past Saturday. A lot on the line. <laughs> Excuse me for the Tar Heels. And uh, they really performed. You know, it, it was a great start to the game against Wake Forest. Got up early, um, withstood a run by the Deeks. And then, as we've seen Carolina do multiple times this season, particularly on the defensive side, after having a game where, you know, it wasn't perfect from start to finish, they, they really made the plays when it mattered. And, 
you know, that allowed them to get that ninth win, to stay undefeated on the road for the entire regular season, and to win that uh, Coastal Division crown. And so they're excited, uh, of course, to to have that championship and looking forward to, to heading to Charlotte here in a couple of weeks for another one. But I think the really cool part for the Tar Heels is that they can still accomplish more and that they still have uh, ways they can get better for sure this season. And so um, still a lot to do, and that starts this Saturday or continues, I guess, a better way to say it, this Saturday against Georgia Tech. Right, you are, and you think about how different how how different this year's team is compared to other teams in you know in Mac Brown's second tenure here. How many one score games did Mac Brown lose in those uh, first years? How many you know how many of these games did the Tar Heels get behind and not be able to find the defensive fortitude to be able to make stops and the offense come back? and rally to win like we've seen over and over this year uh you know the uh the the long losing streak on the road which they haven't lost a game on the road this year it's just been one of those magical seasons and it continues to roll on and 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 the wake forest game was just another example of that being able to come up with 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 enough plays in the end to get the win yeah exactly and you know, what was it Bobby Bowden said for you lose big, then you lose small, then you win small, then you win big. And, right. you know, I do think that there is something to that. I, I think there is something to learning to win. And even last year, it was pretty clear the Tarials were not a bad team. I mean, they, they uh, had a solid squad, had a lot of talent. But for whatever reason, it just wasn't happening at the end of games. And, and I think – you know, particularly that matchup with Pitt and the matchup with NC State at the end of the year highlighted the struggles that the Tar Heels had. I mean, those are two games that if you played them a hundred times, you know, the Tar Heels probably win that state game 99 out of a hundred and win the Pitt game, you know, maybe 80 times out of a hundred and they couldn't get it done either time. And I think that just highlighted some of the struggles that that particular team had. And so I think, you know, as we've talked about this season, Tank, I think it was something that was focused on, that was worked on, and that once Carolina was able to find a little bit of success in some of those similar situations earlier in the year, then that success built to more success. And so um, it's a big credit to them. Uh, you know, their final two games of the regular season are at home. So they are going to finish undefeated on the road at 6-0, and and those six wins were by a total of 20 points. So it wasn't easy. The, the largest margin of road victory was seven. So th- this was a, a very nip-and-tuck year in that regard on the road for Carolina, and it's a big credit to them for finding ways to win it because it wasn't exactly the same every week. Uh, but some of the themes were the same, and that was the defense stepping up big with, with big turnovers and turnover on downs and, uh, stops on the goal line and those kind of things uh, at key moments. And, and, of course, the offense uh, competing and executing at a really high level like it has all season. Uh, excuse me, almost choked to death there. Uh, <laughs> we saw earlier this week, I believe it was in the New York Times, there was an article in their sports section about how you cannot ignore Drake May on a national scale 
any longer. After the shootout that they had uh, between him and Sam Hartman in that game against Wake Forest, it, 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 it's, it's time. basically the gist of it was it's time for the nation to come to the realization that Drake May is a Heisman candidate. Yeah. When you see you know, him I, each and every week, are there still things – I mean, obviously he continues to learn, but are there – are, are there things that you see in breaking down the game where you go, wow, that was that was new. I didn't see that before. Well, I think he's just becoming a, a more mature, smarter quarterback. And, you know, by that I mean the physical talent has all always been there. You know, you've even from the very beginning seen his ability to run. Yeah, he can really make some impressive throws, and he can make them off balance as well I mean he 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 doesn't have to be perfectly set you know with this you know weight perfectly just uh, distributed and both his feet underneath him just how you want it he doesn't have to have that to be able to throw the ball accurately there was one play that he made against Wake Forest that was out there um, uh, on the internet earlier in this week just kind of making its rounds of you know, him scrambling to his left and, and throwing an absolute dart to J.J. Jones in double coverage for a first down. And so all of that's always been there. But I think what he is growing in, Tank, is is the, the management of the game a little bit and just being a smarter quarterback. I mean, we had the talk earlier in the year about him taking some unnecessary hits. You know, that that is uh, – diminish significantly he is sliding more uh, effectively and and smartly he, he's given himself up on those type of plays uh, when it makes sense to do so um, even last week uh, against Wake Forest there, there were a couple plays uh, on in fact the last two plays before Carolina kicked the field goal that ultimately won won the game that ultimately won the game where he threw the ball out of bounds instead of trying to force something in the end zone and what would have been a critical mistake if that gets intercepted. And so just him growing in that way, I think has been uh, fun to watch because all the other stuff has been there and has been there for a long time that has made you go, wow. And what, you know, that that's unusual, but for him to now mix in some of the things that you get by being a starter for a full season, by, you know, seeing more defenses, by being in different situations, um, I just think it's making him a better player all the way around. Right, you are, and uh, it, it's just funny to think that uh, before the season started, we were talking about a quarterback position, you know, a position battle between him and Jacoby Criswell, and to see what Drake May has turned in this season, it's just kind of, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. obviously. Not trying to say anything against Jacoby, it's just you wouldn't have expected – to go from having a question mark at quarterback to go and it, that's that's a guy that's uh you know second or third in the uh, in the Heisman talk right now at the end of sure. the season. Yeah, and and I do you know I'll give a lot of credit to Kobe Criswell. He he could be starting at a lot of places right now, and you know who knows what's going to happen when this season comes to a close for him. But he, he has never pouted. He's never created drama. He's never been anything but a, a really high-quality teammate and ready to go in if his number is called. And I think that's a credit first and foremost to him, and it's a credit to Phil Longo, Carolina's offensive coordinator, for the type of – and he's the quarterback's coach as well – for the type of environment uh, 
that he has cultured in that quarterback room. You know, those guys really are a close group. They cheer for each other. They want each other to be successful, even though you are competing against the others for playing time. And I think Jacoby's a terrific example of that because that that isn't the norm all the time. Yeah, you know, especially now with the transfer portal and you know a lot of guys just as soon as they don't get what they want, they're out the door. And that has never been Jacoby uh, this season. He has been a real positive influence. I think he's continued to push Drake. Um, and I think it's just made Drake better. It's made Jacoby better. And it's made the Tar Heels better. This weekend, we are going to have the uh, the game against Georgia Tech. You'll hear it right here on ESPN. Asheville, um, 5.30 is the kickoff time. And uh, 4.30 will be the uh, pregame start here on ESPN. Asheville. Georgia Tech, what do they bring to the table? And what are the things that the uh, coaching staff is going to be keying on here to avoid that uh, quote-unquote bad loss? Yeah, yeah, I think first and foremost, it it is the fact that this game has the potential to be a letdown or a trap type of game. You know, you're coming off that victory where you secured the division title. You have a rival in NC State, you know, along you know, along with Duke and, and Virginia, you know, one of your biggest rivals coming up next. You have that championship game in the near future, um, and so I think first and foremost, it is keeping the mindset of, of where it has been. I don't think that will be a huge problem for Carolina um, because of the fact that they still do have a lot to play for with not only the championship game, but, you know, the potential, the outside shot, but still a shot at a college football playoff berth. Um, And none of that's going to happen unless you keep winning. And the fact that I think Carolina knows it can still be so much better. It's not as though the Tar Heels have just been steamrolling people or that they've gone out there and played 60 perfect minutes of football. There's a lot more that they can improve on, and, and I think that's a positive. Uh, when you have the record that Carolina does, but have that still very clear room for growth. So that's number one is, is making sure the mindset is right. And then for Georgia Tech, you know, it's been a tough year for the Jackets. You know, they fired their coach Jeff Collins after the fourth week. Um, I think Brent Key, their interim coach, has done a really nice job. They're 3-3 three and three since he took over, including a, a road win at Pitt. That's a hard place to go win. A win over Duke, and we know Duke has a solid team this season. Um, so they've been playing well. They, they've been hit with injuries at, at the quarterback spot. You know, they're at their now third-string quarterback, and that's tough. Yeah, you know, any any team, when it went from its starter to its third-string QB, is going to take a step back. And so that's hurt them. Uh, they have struggled uh, to move the ball consistently, uh, really in total this year. But they really do do a nice job defensively. They have two of the best linebackers in the conference, uh, Charlie Thomas and uh, Ayinli Ely. Those two guys are fourth and fifth in the conference in tackles. And they're kind of like Carolina defensively tanked just in the way that they're built. I mean, those two linebackers, just like Sed Gray and, and Power Eccles for the Tar Heels, really are the the, the start and the finish for what they're trying to do. They're trying to get those guys active into the ball, and they've done a really good job with it. So they, they've got a stout defense and offense that has struggled and a team that still can qualify for a bowl. Now it will be a challenge. They've got to win at Carolina and at Georgia. Obviously those are two very difficult road trips, 
but it's a team that even after the coaching change has continued to play hard. They've been in almost every game, really only once. Florida State got them pretty good, but every other game has been very competitive, and uh, they fought uh, till the end every single time. So the, they'll come to Carolina, I think, understanding that they have an uphill fight, but it's a fight that they're willing to take on. Indeed, in North Carolina, going to bring the fight this weekend. Uh, at, you know, at number thirteen team in the latest college football playoff rankings. It's been a magical season at nine and one, six and zero oh in conference play, and uh, you know, hopes are high as the Tar Heels look to uh, not only get the win here, but also on Black Friday in the uh, big rivalry game against NC State. We're not going to have another opportunity to uh, touch base with you since obviously we're not going to be doing a uh, Tar Heel time on Thanksgiving. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> but the NC State game as well, I mean, that that looms large. And that also sets up as another possible trap situation. A team that's been just, I mean, hemorrhaged by injury and letdown in the last few weeks. And NC State... They would love to play spoiler. Sure. Yeah, and that's always an emotional game. And it truly is one of those where it doesn't matter who's having the better year or who's uh, got the better record or or any of that. It it really is uh, an emotional kind of one-time thing every time that they meet. And by that, I mean it just doesn't matter. Both teams are going to come in juiced up. It's going to be a, an electric atmosphere, and there, there'll be a lot of excitement around the ball game. And so Carolina's going to get State's best shot, and uh, State should expect to get Carolina's best shot. That, that's how those games normally play out. You know, pretty clearly State has one of the best defenses in the ACC. Um, that'll be a real battle against a, a really good Carolina offense against that State defense, which has been equally as good on that side of the ball. Um, you know, they've got a veteran, veteran team, a lot of guys who played a lot of football together. And so uh, they, they'll be uh, ready to go. And, and they understand what that game means to their fan base and, and how important it will be for them. And, and they're still trying to improve their postseason standing. Obviously, they've already qualified for a bowl, but, you know, they want to try to finish the regular season strong and, and get themselves to a better spot. And, you know, for Carolina, in addition to all of that tank, I do think there's still some real big disappointment from what happened last year. You know, that's a game that Carolina should have won. You're up nine with two and a half minutes left. Uh, you you got to try to lose it. And, and the Tar Heels did about everything they could wrong over those last few minutes that, that allowed State to have a great comeback and a victory. And so um, I think that will, while nothing you can do now will change that, I do think there'll be some motivation there from the Tar Heel side as well uh, because they were so disappointed a season ago. Well, I appreciate you bringing that up. I had all, I had forgotten yeah. about that and put that away, and now you've brought up those bad old feelings. And now I, now I just can't wait to just see the Tar Heels roll against NC State coming up on uh, Black Friday next week. And then obviously we will touch base with you before uh, the Tar Heels get a chance in the ACC championship game against Clemson. Uh, but before we let you go here, let's talk some basketball real quick. Three games under the belts, and none of them have been as impressive as fans would want them to be. And I'm starting to, you know, it's it's hard not to pay attention to the fan message boards and the, and the Facebook groups and all that. There seems to be some discontent among the Tar Heel faithful about 
the close wins that have taken place against UNC Wilmington, Charleston, and Gardner-Webb? Yeah, you know, I don't think Carolina's played very well so far. I, I think that second half against Charleston, they looked really, really good. Um, but other than that, I, I don't think Carolina's looked very smooth, very in sync. Um, I think it's been a bitter, bigger struggle on the offensive side than was anticipated. Uh, they haven't rebounded very well. I thought they played well defensively against Wilmington, but they really haven't in the last two games. Um, and all of that, while not unusual for November, I do think with the amount of experience that Carolina had returning, you would think that they'd be a little further along with some of those things. Um, take, I am not, I am not surprised that Carolina is, uh, maybe riding a little fat and happy, if you will. I, right. I, I think Carolina, you know, the Tarnals have been told for six months now how awesome they are. And they came in with the number one ranking. And you've got the world of NIL, which is a college uh, reality now. And I, I, I kind of thought going into this year that at some point the Tarnals were going to get got by somebody and that would wake them up a little bit. I, it has been a surprise that – they have been uh, that these games have been as close as they've been because I do think Carolina is significantly more talented than College of Charleston and Gardner Webb and, and UNCW. Hubert Davis said after the game on uh, on Tuesday, he felt like his team was playing with a weight, and it does kind of it just seems like the Tarials aren't having a lot of fun, and that it's a lot of work, and, and I think that is. NIL, I think that is number one in the preseason. I think that is trying to be as good as you were last year right now. I think that is thinking about the NBA. I think it's all of it. And, and so for Carolina, you, you've got to find a way to shed that weight. You've got to find a way to be able to play a little more uh, freely. And I think that's easy to say, but maybe not quite as easy to do. Um, so I, there's no doubt that Carolina has talent. The Tar Heels have experience. The Tar Heels have good players. Um, none of that is in doubt. I, I think Carolina needs to figure out how this group can best be successful. Um, and they need to realize that nothing that happened in March and April means squat in November. You, you don't get one extra point or one extra rebound or one extra defensive stop because of something you've done in the past. And so – as the, the sooner Carolina can shed that, uh, I think you'll start to see a, a more well-oiled basketball team. Well, they need to, uh, you know, really get the message across here because the competition is going to take a step up here pretty quickly with the uh, with the, yeah. with the Phil Knight Invitational coming up. You got Indiana and in the Big Twelve or, or the, uh, the the Big Ten ACC Challenge. It's it's going to take a step up. Yeah, and I'll just say quickly because I know you got to go to break. Yeah, uh, James Madison on Sunday—that that is not a pushover game. They're four zero. They've scored ninety-five or more points in every game. They're shooting sixty percent from the field, fifty-four percent from three, and they're out rebounding their opponents by fifteen per game. Uh, and they're forcing nearly twenty-five turnovers a game. So that now, granted, the competition, as you can imagine, with those type of numbers, haven't been uh, super strong. But it's a team that's coming in with a lot of momentum that feels like it's playing well and that looks and says, hey, 
if we keep playing like that and the Tar Heels keep playing like what they've showed on tape the first three games, we can win that game. So Carolina's got to be ready for a confident team, not worried about Oregon, not worried about Indiana. they got to worry about Sunday and James Madison. Exactly, they do. And you'll hear all the Tar Heel action, football and basketball, right here on ESPN Asheville with the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels. Jones Angel, always a pleasure to you. Have a happy Thanksgiving, man, and we will touch base with you after the holiday. Sounds good, Tank. Talk to you soon. You are in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Ahoy, matey! At Ingalls, our extensive seafood department offers a huge variety, from your local catch to flavors from around the world. Wild sashimi tuna, Charleston crab cakes, mountains of shrimp, bourbon salmon, wild mahi-mahi with mango salsa. It's enough to make any salty sea captain ready to set a course for the bounteous treasure of the Ingalls Seafood Department. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. It is the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Yes, it, so it was 1980 was the last time the Tar Heels won an ACC championship in football. Never has it been done in my lifetime. And there's a part of me that still hopes that it doesn't. Because if it does happen, I'm going to owe my mom an all-expenses-paid trip to the Bahamas, and I don't really really want to do that that's one of those times where you made a bet that you couldn't pay off on i did i did because i thought it would never happen i thought it would never happen but here we are and go tar heels go uh don't forget to play dfs with us each and every week the battle for the belt continues and uh look it doesn't matter if you haven't played with us all year because we do this nascar style if you win one week in the dfs battle for the belt contest then you are in the finals for the, the not only the belt but also the big prize pack uh and please please for all that's good and holy use the link that's in the youtube description uh we've had some double ups i can't get DraftKings to stop making them i've tried which is unfortunate it is and i keep getting sent standing so i'm gonna put the standings out tomorrow if you think your score is wrong feel free to shoot me a message with a, a screenshot of what you've got uh, there are multiples all over the place. I think I've got them all, but I just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Don't want anybody to get left out. Don't want to miss anything. So I've been scouring to make sure that I have the links to all of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm hoping to pull the old uh, 
Uh, I was trying to think who was it. Was it like Denny Hamlin that got into the playoffs last year? I believe it was without winning a race. Well, I mean, you're you're gonna get in. I hope so. You're gonna be at a at a pretty drastic disadvantage because you're you're like the Ryan Newman of the Ryan Newman. Like, the, I was hoping you were gonna go Blaney. I was like, I feel pretty good about that. No, no, good lord, no, no. Ryan Blaney's <laughs> way too good of a racer for me to compare you to him. Oh, you're like the what was that kid's name that won one one random race? Jamie McMurray. Uh. Not a terrible comparison, but that's not who I was thinking of. Uh, no, this guy usually finished about 25th and then randomly won one race. And every time they'd show the standings, I'd go, oh, yeah, you remember that race where that kid just stayed <laughs> out? And then the rain started and he won. Oh, I was at that, that race, guy. I think. That guy. I believe I was there. That was the uh, Coca-Cola 600 back in uh, 07 or something. I'm going to remember his name before this is all said and done. You're going to take great offense to it, I think. Uh, no, it's it, it's really not offensive to me. Look, I'm not I'm I'm not the the, the fantasy expert, especially not the DFS expert uh, that you guys are. I'm just I consider myself lucky to sometimes be in the top five. I'm very pre 2022 Bubba Wallace. Like <laughs> I'm just glad to be here. Uh, Chris Busher was the one I was referring there to. There you go. That's you are one. the Chris Busher of this here dfs contest indeed it's okay i hadn't won a week either now i have finished second four times which you know that's a thing in terms of guy, in terms of players that have not won i am number one by a good amount nice adam harris won good last week he is in we've got a couple more weeks of qualification he was so happy about that too i know like, he texted me he texted me too he texted me like, and said i thought i was gonna miss the playoffs in this thing and i was gonna be really sad exactly because he is one that has built quite the little bankroll doing dfs yeah i didn't have the, the heart to tell him you're one spot behind me there's one guy in between me and you or was until you won and now you're ahead of me right you are in the sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Get in the uh, DFS contest. The link is in the description of the YouTube video. Uh, we've also got it posted up on the social medias for you to get in on. Um, it, it, it it's it, it's a fun little venture every week just to see where you stack up against everybody else in the uh, in the listening audience here. And hey, there can only be one winner. But at the end of the day, you should feel good knowing that we raised a lot of money for a great charity right here in Buckham County, Western North Carolina, right around Christmas. That's right. And uh, Eblen Charity St. Nicholas Project, we will be supporting them throughout the, uh, the, the, the Christmas season here. And we will be live on Monday. I said yesterday that it was for the toy drive, and I was wrong. It's not the toy drive. We'll be doing that later on as we get closer to the holiday season. But coming up on Monday, we're going to be live from the Asheville Outlets doing the lighting of the Ingalls Giving Tree. This is the charitable event that Ingalls sponsors each and every year for Mana Food Bank to get enough uh, to get uh, uh, meals for the needy in our area as well. So I apologize for getting that wrong yesterday. And we still encourage everybody to come out for the lighting of the Ingalls Giving Tree with us on Monday. Come hang out with us. We'll be there doing the show live. And uh, the lighting of the tree happens about 6, 7 o'clock, something like it's that. It's right in there somewhere. Yeah. 
I had to ask Sports Freak Brian Hall, uh, is somebody going to tell me how to connect all these things? The exact response was, you're pretty tech-savvy. I think you got this. I think you can figure it out. Sweet! I do. Uh, of course. Of course you'll be able to figure that out. No problem. All right, it is that time. It's time to get weird. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Well, Jeremy told me I couldn't tell the story that I wanted to tell No, in this segment. No, you could not. It was quite hilarious. It happened in Florida, and there may have been a dog involved. But that's as far as I nope. can go into detail on this here program. You're already pushing it uh, I know, a little I bit know, anyway. I know. Uh, anyway, so I will tell you this story uh, that a 95-year-old Chinese war veteran recently found out something that he, he had been living with for 77 years. This man uh, from Shandong, China, he was a World War II veteran. And he just found out when he went to the doctor just a couple of months ago, had an x-ray, and they went, what's that? And he went, what are you talking about? Well, this this thing in your neck, what is that? It was a bullet. He'd been living with a bullet in his neck for 77 years and had no idea. How do you not know that? I don't know. You would think at some point you would, I mean... I don't know. It wouldn't shift and you would feel it against your spine. I'm or... more thinking the when it went in your skin, you would have gone, oh, I'm shot and bleeding. Right. He did, uh, after 77 years, finally started to feel some what they call slight discomfort in his neck, went to the doctor, had the x-ray, and they went, yeah, there's a bullet in your neck and we're going to kind of want to get that out of there. Um and they did, and thankfully the man is fine. But, but the X-ray, I mean, it shows it like right, like, like right in the spinal column. That's baffling to me that it took seventy-seven years for him to go. Yeah, my neck kind of hurts. I'm not much of a board game guy. Are you surprised? No, not I, say, I was the guy that you would play Monopoly with, and I would get angry halfway through and. Flip the board. Flip the board. Free over. parking. I've done that okay? a lot. That's not a thing. Free parking's not a thing. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. All right. That, that's not where all the money goes. The money goes back into the bank. Mm -mm. That's how this works. Mm -mm. But there is one board game that I always really liked, and now they've broken it. That's Scrabble. I always okay. really liked Scrabble. How did they break it? Because they added a bunch of words that aren't words, and most of them have to do with social media things, like adding Adding is not a word, okay? That's a fake made-up thing that we use for Twitter. Don't at me. Adding oh, is at. the adding at. is the verb. I got you. I got you. So A-T-I-N-G. Yes, and that's not a word. Yeah, no, that's not a word. I thought you were saying adding like A-D-D-I-N-G, and I went, yeah, that's nope, definitely that's a word. word. Adding is a word. Atting is not. No. Uh, neither is adulted. Adulted's not a word, and if you play adulted against me, we're going to fight. 100%. Not allowed in my game. They have added 500 new words. To the official Scrabble To rules. the official Scrabble dictionary, and almost all of them are awful. Fauxhawk is the 
only one that I don't have a problem with. Oh, I bet that's like a tr- you put it's that a on lot. a triple letter it's word. It's a lot. Score? Oh, it's a goodness. lot. It's a lot. Faux hawk. Faux hawk is a word that you would play and you would be very happy. Yeah, because you scored a lot of uh, a lot of points. I'm still adulted is the one that's making me the angriest. Uh-uh. Unfollow. It's not a word, and it's and it's grammatically wrong. Okay, like it's one thing to add a word that's not a word; it's another to add one that's a grammatical fallacy. See how I did that? Those are all words. See now, why do you get to tell stories about fallacies and I don't? <laughs> You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN. I don't think you used that word right. Ninety-two point nine FM. 8.80 a.m. and 1400. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next? Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. We're back here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Time for some breaking news. Yeah, you remember that game that I said wasn't going to get moved? Uh Uh-huh. It did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, look, when there's six, possibly six feet of snow in the forecast for one area, an outdoor stadium, you're not having that The Mac made it work. All right, we had one last night that was a winter wonderland. It wasn't six feet of snow, though. No, it didn't put but it was a lot. Didn't put everybody and their brother in danger trying to get to the stadium. Look, Bills fans right now are going, I'd have made it. We'll ask Asheville Police Chief David Zach tomorrow. I guarantee you he's going to say, I'd have made it. Oh, 100%. If I was in Buffalo, I'd have been there. And they would have done that thing where if they just said, hey, we need all the Bills fans to yeah. come and shovel snow from the stadium so we can have people sit in the seats, they all would have done it. Sure, but it's just not practical. To have more snow on the ground than your running back is tall. Well, there wouldn't be that much snow on the ground. That's why you deal with the stadium ahead of time. Of course there wouldn't be, but the the, the point still remains. Like, he's going to be walking through walls of snow taller than he is trying to get to the stadium. Patrick Holt said they have one snow plow per every five residents in Buffalo. I think that would have been just fine. And they could have rode moose to the stadium. Oh, my oh wait, gosh. that's Canada. Moose. That's Canada. That's Moosey? just that's just over the border. Yeah. I don't think the last I'm so time. disappointed that this game's being moved. And if you are an underbetter, she buddy. Uh you 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 you're not done that. Mm-hmm. And you better hedge it with the over. 
however much you put on the under, put that much on the over. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I just I feel like that it would be fun, but this makes way more sense. Uh, by the way, if you can get the current over, which is 42 and a half, which they brought down for the snow, go do that right now. I'm going to say you're going to struggle to find that, but you might find an outlier somewhere. Because that is the cinch bet of the year. Buffalo might score that by themselves. Mm -hmm. Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns now going to face off in Detroit on Sunday. We could have had a winter wonder. We could have had a snow globe game. And instead, you know what we get? Points in Detroit. We get that every week. There's nothing special about that. <laughs> There's going to be a lack of defense on one side and a look, lot of points. Look, as many mistakes as Josh Allen has been making late in games lately, I feel like they're going. Yeah, we we could so we could go without having you know six feet of snow on the ground for this next game. Josh can barely hang on to the ball when it's when it's ideal conditions, much less being in a snowstorm. I was looking forward to this, and I'm allowed to be disappointed. To you are allowed to be disappointed, absolutely, but I, I still feel like you need to come to the realization that this was the smartest move they could have made for everybody involved. I don't agree. <laughs> They're moving the game to Detroit, so it'll be Cleveland and Buffalo, and then Buffalo gets the little bump here because now they just stay in Detroit until Thanksgiving because they'll be playing in Detroit against the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. And the ironic thing is they'll be the first home team to win two games in Detroit in 20 years. Oh, wow. Nice. Very nice. Make yeah. them laugh. Make them laugh. Could be up to six feet of snow because of the lake effect on top of the snowstorm that's coming in. Could be 35-mile-per-hour winds, massive power outages in uh, in the, in upstate New York because of this. They made the right decision. Look, you're making all the practical arguments. Yes, I am. And that's not what we do around here. <laughs> no, that's not what you do. I try to at least keep you grounded. Yeah, it's not easy to do. No, it's not. Uh, your mom warned me about that when I... <laughs> the grounding you was hard because oh. she's your mom and... Yeah, I thought I thought you made a joke that was going to get you slapped no, just aggressively. I would never make a joke like that the, about your mom. I chose the wrong time to stop paying attention. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. I love your mom. I would never make a joke like that about. She your is mom. the sweetest woman. She on the is planet. awesome. I love her. Most people meet her and go, "How in the world did you come from her?" Hundred percent. I don't know. Uh, other NFL news today: the the, the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles they got it run down in. their throat and they went. Uh, we're fixing that immediately. Yeah, we ain't doing that no more. Uh, now fully healthy, the Eagles defensive front is like, an, well, you remember that term that they used for the uh, Namdi Asamoa team? The dream, the dream team? team? Oh, yeah. They now have the dream defensive line. Uh, absolutely. Those linebackers and defensive linemen, unstoppable because you just added Indomitian Sue, Linval Joseph in the last two days to, to all those hagamales that you had up front anyway with jordan davis and javon hargrave and on and on and on look this is what good teams do they see a problem and they fix it and i'll be honest with you, i was legitimately nervous without jordan davis that defensive line did not look as good against the run as i would want it to be especially some of the teams that are good in the nfc san francisco uh yeah i don't think that's gonna be a problem 
Now, you're going to be rotating guys at a ridiculous rate. I mean, it's going to look like San Francisco mm -hmm. or the Jets. Mm -hmm. Smartest thing you can do when, you, when no you're doubt. beat up by injuries. Let's not do that. Let's have as many interchangeable pieces as we can. And this is, uh, this is Gannon's way to a new job. Oh, he! I firmly believe he will end up with a with a head coaching job at some point this offseason. Mm -hmm. Not the one I'm the most positive of, but he's pretty high up. No, there. you said yesterday that was D'Amico Ryan's, and yeah, and I can't say he's the one I'm most positive of, but I am positive he gets on the defensive job. side. At the, who would be the most the one you're most confident gets a job on the defensive side? I'd be D'Amico Ryan's oh, okay. on the defensive okay. side. No, I'm I'm looking at a slew of offensive coordinators going, uh, how many of you can we hire in one year? Absolutely. Uh, Mike Kafka, Ken Dorsey. How many of you get jobs in one hiring cycle? What do you think about the rumor that uh, the Minnesota Vikings may be adding Odell Beckham Jr.? Have you heard this? Oh, I mean, that's been around for a month. That got really hot about a month ago. And then it kind of dwindled off. I mm -hmm. think you're going to hear something from Odell Beckham before Thanksgiving. Uh, now you have uh, the, the story. hot one. Now is the New York Giants. Really? That he would go back to New York. It, it, that it's between the Cowboys and the Giants. I don't know that I believe that. I kind of struggle to believe he's going back to New York. I also look at Dallas and go, I don't understand how you don't do that. Not what I would do, especially if you're chasing a ring. I mean, you could sit on your couch and get beat and win zero playoff games. Why in the world would you go to Dallas and do the same thing? Hey, and this time, maybe point. don't get your salary in crypto. Yeah, he won't be making that mistake again. I, yeah, he paid the Rams to, pay la to play last year. Yeah, rest assured, he will not be doing that. But Brilliant! The, uh, the, the reporting today was that after Justin Jefferson made the catch of the century, that Odell Beckham Jr., obviously they both went to LSU, so there's a relationship there that they were talking on the phone and there may have been some recruiting going on by Justin Jefferson. Oh, there's been recruiting of Odell Beckham for months now. Mm -hmm. For me, it's Dallas until it's not Dallas. See, I got, I, I got got this morning when I woke up and I had a, uh, Oh, did you do the verified Twitter thing? No, I, I love those. No, I, you know, cause I, when I see things like that, I, I don't share them cause I want to verify it. But I had that moment where I went, oh, my gosh, it happened. Somebody had posted breaking news, Odell Beckham Jr. gets signed by the Dallas Cowboys. And I went, oh. And then, of course, it didn't. It wasn't true. I'm just glad we unwound that that verified on Twitter thing. Hey, Elon, let's not do that. Yeah, don't sell verification. I'm fine with you making us pay $8 to be verified. But maybe verify the verified person. 100%. Because Kyle174342 is not Adrian Wojnarowski. Okay. You're in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. When we come back from the break, Jeremy's going to be mad. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. 
They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. You might not know this, but the Ingalls Bakery is actually a bakery. As in, we bake things. Really delicious things. Things like crusty breads just waiting for that scrumptious strawberry jam. Apple fritters to pair perfectly with that morning cup of coffee. Cakes for any occasion, customized to your precise standards. And did we mention the cookies? It's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Dirty, perfect, hard to back, flat. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! Hard to back, flat, Let the hate flow through you. You know, the NCAA drives me absolutely crazy, and the more associations we add to it, the crazier it drives me. Now we have Lead One, which is an association that's meant to streamline the operation of the NCAA. Fantastic. Well, they just sent out a letter to every D1 athletic director, and they have an idea of how you fix the NCAA. We should name a COO. Brilliant! Why did we not think of that? Because we already have one dum-dum in Mark Emmert. We're replacing him, so we might as well have another one that he could just argue with. This is like having your arm cut off and going, you know what we need? A Band-Aid. A Band-Aid would fix that. Yeah! Or maybe you should just overhaul the entire thing because this model is so broken that it's pitiful. Pat McAfee said this two years ago, that at some point the high-end institutions are going to break away from the NCAA. I'm not going to get into all the reasons that I'm starting to agree with that, but there are a lot. And to actually have the audacity after a years-long search committee and this, uh, this association comes together to figure out all the problems of the NCAA, you should have a COO. That's absolutely brilliant. I'm mad. Ooh, I wonder who they're going to get. Is it going to be Oliver Luck? I've, I was going to make an Oliver Luck joke. I mean, is that. this going to be like the 14th time Oliver Luck's been put in charge of something and it failed miserably? Look, smart guy. All right. Okay. But that's not the solution. The solution is a complete overhaul. Stop trying to put duct tape on things. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville Sports Center Update. It's coming up next. And then we'll have the daily draft of the day. Talking about the open jobs and maybe ones that will come open in college football. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app always comes to you live from the Ingalls studio. 
You can see us on YouTube. Just go to the sportsocracy.com, click on the live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. You also get those alerts whenever we go live, whether it be for fantasy content on Tuesdays with the Mullet Man and the Canadan or on uh, the Fantasy Game Time Decisions show each and every Sunday morning, one hour before the kickoff of the games. Actually, no, one hour before the kickoff of early games. Three hours, three hours before the kickoff. Before of, the, uh, yeah, regularly scheduled Yeah, this games. week, you know, if you're one of our l- lovely West Coast listeners, you won't get an alert at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> we do enjoy coming to you uh, for the extra time during the international weeks, but thankfully those are over. And we don't have to do that anymore uh, for the rest of the season. So coming your way at uh, 10 a.m. this Sunday morning. We will get you set for your fantasy day. Top of the 5 o'clock hour each and every day, we bring you the daily draft where Jeremy and I pit our wits against each other to come up with the best slate of uh, items that we can. I say items because sometimes we do things like Halloween candy. Uh, Coming up on Wednesday of next week, we will be doing side dishes for Thanksgiving, which is going to be a lot of fun. But today, I could see there being more vehement disagreement in that than anything we've ever done before. We usually do get more passionate about food than anything else. Weird how that happens. Yeah, it's strange. Very strange. Uh, but today, we're going to talk about the best jobs in college football. Either jobs that are open or ones that we think will become open in this upcoming offseason. And Jeremy, who's got the first pick? That would be you. Oh, that would be me. I didn't even look. I deferred it because you said uh, I will take Texas A&M at one. 100%. First pick, Texas A&M. And to me, that is lunacy. It's not even close. It's it's the best opportunity for somebody uh, in in the coaching ranks, and I don't even think it's close because there's nowhere else that is going to either have a job come open or a job that is already open that will give you the ability to compete like Texas A&M will. And now here would be my question. What tells you that? They Uh, haven't been for 20 years. Haven't been what? You haven't been high-level competitive in 20 years. I mean, that's... You're you're the definition of eight and four. Sure. Now, let me ask you a question. What is the big difference between Texas A&M and Nebraska? Please say money. I dare you. Mm-hmm. It's no, you're not even close. Nebraska has way more money than Texas A&M. Is that no, what you're saying? I'm saying the discrepancy is not as big as you think. Mm. Nebraska has shown an absolute willingness of we don't care what it costs. We want to be good. Yet there never are. But neither is Texas A&M. Yes, they are. Well, eight and four is good. Eight and four is not good. Eight and four barely get you into a bowl game, and there are five thousand of them. Eight and four is not good when you're spending this level of money. Eight and four is what Nebraska was when they went, we're tired of Frank Solich and Bo Pelini. <laughs> and here's the thing. If you compare the records over the last 20 years, Nebraska's better. That's the thing that blows my mind is, well, Texas ain't NIL, blah, 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 blah. The only thing that's changed there is NIL. They've always had this much money. Mm-hmm. And it's never meant anything. But, but now you can get the recruits. Great. And watch how many of them transfer out. That's the myth of NIL. They get the money. You have no way of recouping it. 
So you come in, Jimbo alienates you, because there's a report out right now that Jimbo's going to keep his job so long as he hires an offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You just gave this guy $100 million, and now five years in, the best the program's been, and we're competitive, and we're recruiting at a high level. You have to do what we told you to. I would not take the Texas A&M job. And I mean that as seriously as I can. That is career poison. Name me the coach that's ever done anything after they left. Not recently. There you go. Hadn't yeah. happened in the last 30 years because I'm looking at the list. Yeah, I was going to say Bear Bryant is the only one that comes to mind. There's a reason for that. Oh, because Texas A&M breaks them? Is that, it's is, career suicide. Hmm. That's what it is. Okay. Uh, Kevin Sumlin, look how hot he was for how long. Mm-hmm. Where's he at now? Who knows? He's coaching in the and XFL. I know exactly where he is. He's coaching in the XFL. Right, but does that not uh, – I mean, does that not say they had the wrong hire? Okay, so they've had the wrong hire seven times in a row. That that kind of tells me you're a disorganized, dysfunctional franchise that just throws money at things. Mm-hmm. What was the guy on uh, 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 Gilligan's Island, the the really wealthy one? Oh, Thurston Howell. Thurston Howell. That's what Texas A&M is. You're as delusional as it comes, and you just throw <laughs> money at things because you're not really all that talented at anything. Mm-hmm. We have a big stadium. So do a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Our stadium gets really loud. It wasn't so loud last week. It wasn't, it's not so loud right now. It's, it's it's actually really loud when you're booing at your coach. I think that's the most overrated job in all of sports. Yeah, I said it about Auburn two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how quick how quickly did you realize I was right on that? Because mm-hmm. the last time we argued about this was me telling you that Auburn was not in Tennessee's class. Yes, if you come around to my way of thinking on that, I mean they got they got the right coach. Did they get the right coach, or did they just get an innovative coach? Because ask yourself this question. After what you've seen this year out of Tennessee, let's say Josh Heupel takes the bag from Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. which you can't even say that around Tennessee fans because they'll punch you right in the mouth for saying it out loud. Because they're afraid you're going to put it into the air and it's going to happen. So what happens when that job opens up? When the Tennessee job opens? Mm Mm-hmm. Every high-level coordinator or hot coaching prospect will jump over themselves to get there because they just saw. They just saw what this fan base will do. Texas A&M ever done that? They ever done anything that makes you feel warm and fuzzy of, they'll build statues to me here if I'm the best coach? Nope. Nope. Because Jimbo Fisher's the best coach they've had in 30 years, and they can't get rid of him fast enough. If I'm... Name anybody. I just told you the list off the uh, the Broyles Award, the top mm-hmm. ten assistant coaches in college football. Mm-hmm. I will bet you eight of those ten coaches wouldn't even listen if Texas A&M called. Really? I'm good. I don't want to do it. It's too much pressure. You have excised expectations, and I can't do anything to satiate you short of winning national titles. I said this about Alabama before Nick Saban showed up. Mm-hmm. He's a special guy. And I got news for you. The next guy after him, you're probably not going to love. Yeah, probably not. Brent Venables at Oklahoma. Yeah, you replaced the guy. Lincoln Riley was the guy. He was young, he was innovative, and he was fun. Brent Venables is old, crusty, and boring. Indeed. And they can't get rid of him fast enough. Nope. And they'll do it. If he didn't have a uh, two years from now, yeah. They'll give him one more year. Mm Mm-hmm. And he'll be bad next year, too. Mm Mm-hmm. I fully believe you gleaned over what is, without a doubt, the best job in this hiring cycle. And I'm starting to worry that they're going to get it wrong. Okay. It's Wisconsin. 
Wisconsin is the best job in this hiring cycle. Okay. Camp Randall, when it's good, it's really good. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Just like Texas a When has it been good? In the last 30 years, when's it been good? Uh, Johnny it's, Manziel. It's, End of message, repeat the line. <laughs> like that's the only time that fan base is That's the only time they've ever been happy. They're like Nebraska. It, 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 that's the reason I compared the two. They're exactly the same. Weird. Same thing happened with Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin's been good forever. Yeah, but when they but when they fell off, they're good. Let me rephrase that. They're good. That's why to me this is such a good job, because you're in a conference where there's only really three good programs. You got Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. That's all I have to get in front of. Yeah, and I have an electric environment. I think you have a good administration. Now, the, are, are you talking about the Paul Chris thing? Is that what? Yep. There is so much more to that than you know. He must be an absolute jerk. I don't know this. I've just heard some things around that, that this escalated quick, and a lot of the players didn't like him, and they looked at Jim Leonard and went, if we let you talk to anybody else, you're going to be elsewhere, right. and that's not good. Right. Just go ahead and remove that uh, interim tag from him because that's the right call. But there's hesitancy to do that now. I don't think there's hesitancy to do it. I think they want to have a le- a legitimate search. That that's what this is striking me as. Because I mean, this is that's what you do. Just hire him outright. Uh, and by the way, in terms of you, you remember you remember that question I asked you of since 1999, how many 10 win seasons does Texas A and M have? Yeah. You mean Wisconsin has? Because Texas A and M was, uh, oh god, it's been like fifteen, eleven. Yeah, yeah, that's a better job. Mm-hmm. That's a better job. And it's not close. Absolutely, really. It's the only detra- the, the only detractor. Conference. <sighs> that, cra- that crappy conference. Okay. All right, listen here, SEC. You are the one that just said the only competition I have is Ohio State and Michigan. Well, that's still four. I mean, in college football, that makes you the second best conference, and it's not even close. Because three is probably the ACC. So, speaking of the ACC, Mm -hmm. that's my second pick. It's Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Now, you want to talk about a place where NIL can matter? There. They have always recruited poorly. Heart of Atlanta. That is a hotbed for money. There are a ton of high-level boosters there that have never had a reason to spend. You, you went and got Paul Johnson 15 years ago because he was the, the, the kooky coach that ran the triple option. You don't have to do that now. Mm-hmm. Now you're in Atlanta compared to like, just looking at the first two. College Station, Texas, or Madison, Wisconsin. Atlanta, Georgia. Which of those three is more appealing? Mm-hmm. It's Atlanta, and it's not even close. And you have virtually zero expectations. This is why I've said this is Deion Sanders' job to turn down. I learned my lesson from TCU. The reason he was so salty that he didn't get that job, because he knows what it can be. They're right outside of Dallas. That's a recruiting hotbed where I could be the fifth best recruiter in this state, and I'm still better than practically anybody else. Right. Because there is so much talent that comes out of the Metroplex. Not to mention that, uh, you know, the the two toughest teams in our conference are moving on, and I can rule that. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Easier path to win games. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the thing i've been saying the whole time if you're t- if you're if you're such a big shot go play with the big boys that's that's where i'm at with texas a&m that's why i'm so hot on this it's like you want to you want you want to you want to put up or shut up 
Go to Texas A&M. Well, there's put up or shut up, and then there's just stupid. I mean, all right, so a kid coming out of Stanford that's the best computer engineer in his class, mm -hmm. which would I rather do? Go be some peon at Apple or go be the guy at Samsung? Everybody does that, and it's competitive as it can be. Right. Or I can go be the guy at not as big a company. I'm probably going to make more money and have much better job security. You see how when you say it that way, it, of course I'm going to do it that way. Mm -hmm. We do the exact opposite in college football, and I watch high-level candidates get turned and burned. Sure every single cycle sure not not bad options here wisconsin obviously it's a great program i've always loved wisconsin so i'm not trying to throw too much shade here still feel like you're going to get a whole lot more resources at texas a&m but you do have a lot more holes uh, or uh hoops to jump through That's yes what I was looking for um which is the reason that i didn't take sure. that other program that i bash sideways all the time nebraska oh that one too I didn't take that one either, and there's a reason. And there's a reason. And there's a reason when they go to hire a coach, uh, they'll be on option L. Mm -hmm. I think my next one. Well, if you're going to stick to your guns, there's only one. There's only one school you can say here. If it's well, go play with the big boys. It's Auburn. I mean, it's it's coming. It's coming. But first. Let's go Stanford. Oh. Mm -hmm. Very rarely do you ever lose one of these on the second pick. That might be the toughest Power 5 job that exists. Possibly so. Possibly it's not really so, a possibly but so. But look, I mean, as soon as, the early hire, uh, as soon as the early signing period happened, Stanford became irrelevant. Mm -hmm. I can't believe David Shaw hasn't left that place. Yeah. You do know the hang-up with Stanford, right? The academics, right? well yeah but there's a step that people always forget mm -hmm. it's really stringent to get into stanford they can't get kids into school the process takes too long so by the time the early signing period happens you don't have a decision on these guys right so let's say they're deciding between you usc ucla i can streamline you through in the other two mm -hmm. stanford makes you go through the same process that any student would go through the others don't they might tell you they do right they're lying right and that's why Stanford, as soon as they started doing early signing, do you notice Stanford fell off a cliff? There's a reason. They can't get anybody to school. Mm -hmm. By the time the decision happens, they've already signed a letter somewhere else. That I wouldn't have had Stanford in the top ten. Really? No. Really? Absolutely not. I feel Jim like Harbaugh left on the first train he could get out of, and I am dumbfounded that David Shaw hasn't. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, that is a program that has a – Pretty recent history of being good. Now, I get the last few years have not been good for David Shaw. I mean, he hasn't had a winning season in a full season since, what, 2018, I believe it was. That sounds about right. I, I, they were good in the corona year, but you can't really count that. To me, to me, no. that's a blip year, and mm -hmm. it is what it is. I mean, let's not forget who was uh, one of the leaders of the Big Ten during the corona year. It's Indiana woof exactly so i'm I'm discounting any one-year blip success that you have there i get it it's hard but i still feel they're like also that very is, patient if you're looking for a reason for it to be good see that's what i'm that's that's what i'm going at if you can show some progress you're going to be in a conference that you can win a lot of games you get the you get a lot of job security with that 
you know, that's not a come play with the big boys job. But that is one of your soft schedule, you'll win a lot of games if you do it right kind of jobs. Like Georgia Tech. And then there's Auburn. Because I don't because after that, yeah, I want to be in the SEC. I want to be where the big boys play. I get that there's hoops to jump through, so many uh, you know, too many chefs in the kitchen, that kind of thing going on. But that's also a program that if you're a good coach, you can win a national championship there. It's happened twice in the last, what, 10 years, 15 years. Mm, I, don't know that, I don't know that that was a good coach so much that you had a really good player. Auburn needs a lot of luck. That is, that's another one that I look at and go, there is no way mm-hmm. you could not convince me to take that job. Especially when you start hearing all these things about boosters and the Brian Harson thing left a bad taste in my mouth. That was like, well, this is the only guy that'll take our job. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell him to rent. He was on the hot seat four weeks into Auburn. Mm-hmm. I'm good. But there I, were don't, also, I don't want to play that But there game. were also other things that happened with that. It wasn't just the, 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 the too many cooks in the kitchen and all of that. I mean, Brian Harson didn't have the faith of anybody. Taking so why'd you hire him? Because he was the only one. He wasn't the only one that would take that job. The, you know what? We, we got to take a break. I, I'm going to get into the Brian Harson thing on the backside. All right. Of I will tell you exactly why I would not want that job, and it's something I've been told for a long time about how he got that job. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC. Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a southern hospitality touch. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. You're back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville Daily Draft. Doing the 
what we feel are the best open college jobs uh, in football, that is. That are open or or going to be open. Could open. Right. Or could be open. That's a better way to say it. Not going to be because I don't really know that Texas A&M is going to fire Jimbo Fisher. According to the report today, as long as he hires an offensive coordinator that calls the plays, he will get another year. Now, the question is, is this the same thing that happened at Florida State where they gave him a mandate and he went, bye-bye. I'm going to go take this very large check now. So he could leave on his own volition or he could be shown the door. Oh, he'll force them to fire him. His buyout's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Especially if there is another coach, Coach Prime, who might be interested in taking that job. That was my number one pick because I don't think you're going to get the resources from anybody else that you would at Texas A&M. Jeremy followed that up with Wisconsin and Georgia Tech, you know, preying on weaker conferences for a head coach. And then I went with Stanford, which Jeremy thinks is ridiculous. That's insane. That's the hardest job in all of college football. You can recruit like 10% of guys. And then Auburn was my next one to which jeremy says he wants to reveal for us something that he heard about the brian day or the not brian dable i was just reading that's somebody's about brian dable in the uh in the in the break uh about the brian harson hire at auburn a booster fell in love with him uh uh a big money booster fell in love with brian harson and convinced everybody else that he was the guy within six weeks there was a mutiny behind the scenes because they hated him to such a point which ultimately got the AD fired of, well, why did you let him pick the... Because you told me to. Right. That's Auburn in a nutshell. There are way too many cooks in that kitchen. Which is kind of a problem of one of the schools I'm getting ready to pick as well. But not first. Uh, Arizona State's the next one for me. With no USC and no UCLA, the Pac-12 will continue to exist or just nobody in it. And I get to live in a nice warm climate... There's no expectations. I'm sure there are NCAA sanctions coming. 100%. And Arizona is low-key a really hot bit of recruiting. There are a lot of players in that state. You could almost insulate the state and bring that school back. That wasn't always the case, but it is now. It's also really a hotbed for trouble. And that's Well, hard. there has been a lot of issues there. Not a, not a ton of leadership. Not necessarily the most stringent in in abiding by the rules right my next I, I have to do this i don't want to but i have to it's nebraska I, I don't want this job but if you are the guy that gets them back to 10 wins they'll build statues of you mm-hmm. the biggest problem there you don't there's nowhere to recruit now that texas and oklahoma are good they're crushing you in texas you're not getting guys out of there they just don't have a hotbed to recruit out of mm-hmm. which is firmly why lance leipold should be your first call he should also tell you to go fly a kite but i don't know whether he will or not that's that's another really difficult job mm-hmm. but there is history there there is there is history there Ah. <sighs> The pickings are pretty slim at this point. Yeah, it's getting very Colorado y around here very quickly. Well, I, I mean, I feel I feel pretty certain that there's a good chance that this job opens up this off season. Is it one that I have a specific allegiance to? No. Oh. No, it's not. Um But it's close to there, geographically speaking. It's Louisville. Scott Satterfield 
I, you know, I, I mean, while he did a, a fine job at Appalachian State, Louisville, it just hasn't worked at Louisville. They have been bad to mediocre for his entire existence at Louisville. See, and I firmly I believe all, he's not getting fired. And I get not all of it has has been his fault. There have been some challenges, but that is a program with a whole lot of money. And they, they have a really, boatload of money. They really, really want to be good. Well, the, the only thing about Louisville is that you got two games left. One's NC State, one's Kentucky. You win those two, I promise you he's not getting fired. And I would say you'll be favored in both. NC State doesn't have a quarterback left. Mm-hmm. They cannot score with you. And if you beat Kentucky in Lexington, oh yeah, yeah they're not letting you go. Maybe not. Maybe not. But it's I mean, like, I get the allure of the job. I just don't think it's going to come open. At some point, they got to go, this ain't the guy. This ain't the guy to lead us into the future. And I feel like that's where that program is at. This is now, what? this will be three years? This will be the end of the third year for Scott Satterfield? Or yes. fourth year? Uh, this might be the fourth year right it's somewhere in that neighborhood by now you've got a good feeling of one how he recruits two how he coaches how he handles everything off the field and on the field and i just don't feel like you got the guy you got to be willing to admit we got to move on this is the fourth year and he's never won more than eight games in a season Mm -hmm. and in the acc i don't feel like that's a good thing it's not they See, have winning, resources that winning, they should be better. Winning eight games in the SEC, that's good. I don't care if you are Texas A&M. That's still good. Yeah. Winning, me, eight, good. Ga- winning eight games in the ACC, it's, I mean, it's it's good, but it's not nationally relevant good. I get it. And then my final selection Should I hit the button? Oh, don't take that. Don't take mine. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let you have it. I will let you have it. Um, I'll take Indiana only because Ooh. they won the coin flip with Colorado. Ooh. To me, neither of them are really good places to be. You're in weak conferences and you're still doormats. And I don't feel like you're ever going to be more than that. The Corona year was fun while it lasted, but then what happened? After you had a little bit of success, your star quarterback went, yeah, I'm gone. See you later. Gotta bye, go. Bye-bye, Michael Penix. And he went somewhere else. That's a basketball school. It will always be a basketball school, and that will never change. This is the one thing that they have over Colorado, though, because Colorado is, I mean, there's still a lot of drugs in Colorado. And it's not crimes. Nope. At least the green one. Correct. I mean, drugs are crimes there, but not not, not that, that one. one. Not that one. Boulder's just the place where, like, I, I why? I love nature and hiking. Okay, fun. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they're gonna they'll hire Ryan Walters. Let I, me. Know. I don't see any way right. that that's not it. Right. Does. Let me know when Bear Grylls becomes a good football coach. He'll take that job in a heartbeat. That's that means that you do have to hit the button. My button. Fine. Country roads take me home to the place I belong. Here's the thing. 
the reason this is the last pick is not because it's not a good job. It's not a great job. It's a good job. Uh, the problem is that I don't see any way they're raising $16 million to let Neil Brown out. I don't care how bad it got. If they do, uh, then they probably raised a whole lot more to go get somebody markedly better. Got a couple ideas in mind, but I'm not going to say those on this year program. There's a betting line out there that'll tell you who it is. It's a good, look, it's a good job. There's mm-hmm. just not a ton of money in the program. Mm-hmm. And when they went to the Big 12, I was terrified from Jump Street of you do get that they just print money, right? I'm looking forward to see what it looks like without Texas and Oklahoma, though. I mean, is that going to help? It, will cer- help it, it certainly can't hurt. Because uh, their athletic budget's three times what West Virginia's is. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, look, they went and got Bob Huggins. They- there is money there. It's just very targeted, and they don't tend to make rash decisions. Right. I just fail to see where Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12 raises the, you know, raises the tide for everybody else. It, in it more levels the competition. Because sure. now you got more TCU's, Baylor's, Texas Tech. That yeah, they're they're good programs, but they don't have the kind of money that Texas and Oklahoma do. Well, congratulations, you become the Sun Belt. No, no, hey. they're half of what we're referring to here. But I mean, it's it's really hard to be competitive. I mean, this is the same thing that Nebraska is finding out in the Big Ten. Yeah, you have money, you don't have Ohio State money, or Michigan, or Wisconsin, Penn State you don't have that kind of money and you don't have that kind of recruiting you don't get that midwest belt where you get to recruit they thought they would and it has not worked out that way Mm -hmm. they've had to go more west because they can't get any traction in in the midwest west virginia is the same boat you don't have enough recruits in your own state you got virginia and virginia tech below you the carolinas and you get into all these places and you're a small fish in a big pond Okay. Now, if you do something innovative, then you get kids that want to come play in your offense like they did with Rich Rod. And even then, you have him until he takes a bigger job. Exactly. Always going to be a stepping stone program. That's that's the problem. Mm -hmm. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville, yep, the daily draft. Today, the best college jobs coming open or you know or possibly coming open this off season as you as you saw it gets pretty thin pretty quickly when you're thinking about big time jobs that's why the high end coaches that you know are going to basically call their shot of where they want to go you're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville and now it is time for the most important message of the day and that message, Jeremy Green. Don't do crimes. Don't do crimes in uh, South Burlington, Vermont. Uh, crimes happened. Police say a man was spotting carrying spotted carrying weapons at the University Mall in South Burlington, going armed to the public uh, to the terror of the public. I think is the thing that comes to mind here. Because there was a guy walking around the mall parking lot, and it wasn't necessarily that he was threatening people. It was just that he was in the mall parking lot outly, uh, outwardly carrying two swords and a handgun. Not good. 
that's that's crimes. The weird part of the story is that he had just bought all of it inside the mall. So he bought like two decorative swords. Like imagine a guy just walking around with, you know, like Game of Thrones swords that he picked up at the novelty store. And the handgun was a BB gun. Why did you think that was a good idea? Because he he apparently spent a good amount of time just walking around. Again, like not threatening people, just walking around with the weapons. Not good. Not good. Store employee uh, did corroborate the story that, yes, he had just bought the BB gun pistol and the two swords inside the store. No criminal charges have been filed at the moment, but that, that to me, is 100% crimes. You don't do that. Uh, my story also crimes, and th- this falls into a bunch of things at one time. Uh, mine is not only crimes, it's stupid crimes, and it resulted in immediate death. This is from Texas. Apparently, some guy with a, with a TikTok decided that he was going to do something cute And he had his buddy in a car behind him. Well, that cute thing that he thought he would do is get on top of an 18-wheeler and dance around. Not good. Here's the problem. The driver of the 18-wheeler did not know the man was upon the roof of the vehicle. (laughs) Of course not. And so, as his friend recorded him for the TikTok, he went under an overpass, which, since the man was dancing for the camera behind him, he never saw coming. Maybe you see how this is going to end. Uh, unfortunately, that uh, was the end of this man. He was 25-year-old from Texas. Don't do stupid things for TikTok. We tell no less than one of these stories a month where somebody had some idea of, look, oh, this will trend, and gone. Stop doing that. Fa-fo. He fawed, mm-hmm. and then he fawed. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, there's football tonight. NFL football, big boy football, Tennessee Titans, Green Bay Packers, power on power. Who will come out victorious at Lambeau Field? Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. You might not know this, but the Ingalls Bakery is actually a bakery. As in, we bake things. Really delicious things. Things like crusty breads just waiting for that scrumptious strawberry jam. Apple fritters to pair perfectly with that morning cup of coffee. Cakes for any occasion, customized to your precise standards. And did we mention the cookies? It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 18. 
The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. We do love football. And even when it's a dog water matchup, I still look forward to Thursday night football. It doesn't matter. Now, tonight is not one of those matchups. I agree. Tennessee Titans, Green Bay Packers. <laughs> You're so convinced that this is going to be a beatdown of epic proportions. I do believe so, yes. I And I don't, I don't agree with you at all. I mean, I know you were right last week about the Dallas Cowboys going up to Lambeau and losing. Okay? I can admit when I'm wrong and but here i just don't see it I, I i don't see this being a blowout i think this is gonna be a very close game both teams will be able to now, move the ball now in fairness i never said it was going to be necessarily a blowout i said green bay was going to win comfortably which i guess i do understand how you inferred that that way well because that's kind of what i'm saying well, i mean in the when you gave out the bangers in three o'clock hour you said this game will never be close to me that says blowout i think it will be comfortably green bay uh, if I had to put a score on this, I'll say 20, 24 to 24, 17. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a late, score game. Well, a late score by Tennessee that pushes it over the over. Uh-huh. Um, I, I just, I feel like Green Bay, the one thing I've seen teams take advantage of is that Jair Alexander is routinely flat-footed in coverage. They don't have anybody that scares you. I, I'm not worried about Robert Woods getting behind him. I, I'm not worried about Traylon Burks or Nick Westbrook or Kena. I mean, at the end of the day, he's not a good receiver. Oh, but he had a 70-yard touchdown last week. Woo. I mean, a broke watch is right twice a day. <laughs> I just, right. I'm not worried the, about any of those The things. Nick Westbrook or Kena game, that's happened. Like, they have one of those every year, and that's happened. That happened last week. I don't look for that. I don't think that's a repeatable performance. I also don't feel like Christian Watson's performance is repeatable either. And that would be the only thing that really scares me here. I kind of do, but not in the traditional sense. Okay, explain. If Christian Watson's on the field now, you have to identify him with number one coverage, fact or fiction. I've seen you do it. Yeah. I've seen you do it. There's no doubt you are the most talented weapon on this team. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Especially with Romeo Dobbs being out. What does that mean? It means Alan Lazard gets number two coverage. Mm -hmm. You get Randall Cobb back, who I know Aaron trusts. I, I'm just looking at the way all of this sets up. I think this is a Lazard game. Okay. Or somebody other than Christian Watson. I could see him having four catches for 48 yards tonight, and somebody else has a day. Mm -hmm. Who that is? Uh, I'm going to lean Lazard. If I had to pick anybody having the game. Or Sammy Watkins. This, would, oh, this would this could 100% be, hey, look, Sammy Watkins had five catches for 130 yards. Where in the world did that come from? No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of one name specifically who has not had that game yet. Aaron Jones. Exactly. Yeah. That's the one I look at and go, if you really feel like this is going to get out of hand, that's the guy that I would be looking at. Aaron Jones hasn't had that game this year. Like, I feel like there's one of those games every year where Aaron Jones has four Three touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, something like something crazy. And I think that could possibly be the way this goes. Tennessee Titans defense is suspect at times. 
especially when you consider that Jeffrey Simmons isn't going to be playing. But Dupree, Simmons is playing tonight. Is he? Mm-hmm. I thought he was out again. Mm-mm. He's back tonight. Oh. Simmons is back. Bud Dupree is out. Malik Hooker is out. Uh, ben Jones at the center, which is way more important than you think. Mm-hmm. Look, this has not been a particularly good running team anyway. But but I get it. Yeah, look on a per play basis. It's been a lot of three yards in a cloud of dust. The problem is that doesn't affect you deep. And with this Green Bay defense, if if they know exactly what's coming, which with Tennessee I feel like you do the vast majority of the time, mm-hmm. that's the problem with Tennessee. That's the problem I have with Tennessee is that I look at a team in Green Bay that has not been great. They haven't been great against balanced teams. You catch them flat-footed, you can do some special things. What do you think changed with Dallas? They knew exactly what was coming. As soon as they take a two-touchdown lead, oh, oh, we're done with that Dak Prescott thing. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, the game shifts, which I would put on Kellen Moore, but that's a story for another day. Right. You don't have that gear with Tennessee. Mm -hmm. It's not that I don't like this team. I don't like this matchup for them. You're going into Lambeau. They're coming off their biggest win of the year. It's going to be 20 degrees. All of these things tell me it's Green Bay, and it may be Green Bay by a lot. Mm -hmm. There's one big problem that Green Bay has that is going to be a huge detriment in this game especially. They don't stop the run well. They give up nearly five yards a carry to just average running backs in the NFL. You're going up against Derrick Henry, who has been called uh, the Yeti, uh, what are the other terms that they use when the weather gets colder? Who do they turn to? It's Derrick Henry, and I could see him having a game tonight. This is also a team that runs for, if you look at estimated points added per rushing attempt, Tennessee's one of the worst in the NFL. That's one of those analytical metrics that you look at and go, that's not a good sign, mm-hmm. especially when you have Ryan Tannehill and it's chewy outside. He's never been good in the cold. Mm-hmm. And you just add all these things. To, I, I don't know. And I could be completely wrong. I'm way less dogmatic about this than I was about the Cowboys last week. Right. That set up for exactly what I saw. Dallas lays an egg in the fourth quarter. Green Bay wins. I just feel like from a matchup standpoint exclusively, this does not set up Tennessee's way. Which makes me think you go over because it's pushed down because of the cold. And Green Bay wins. Mm-hmm. And covers. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Titans at the Green Bay Packers tonight. Uh, it's going to be a uh, – it is a prime video game. I think we figured this out, right? We're not confused by this anymore. You cannot see it on television unless you're in the local market. You have to have Amazon Prime, all of that. Tennessee, Green Bay, I think it's going to be a good game tonight. I think it's close. And it's just going to depend on uh, which defense can stand up against the run because I'm still not buying into the passing game from green bay i get last week was fun but you needed christian watson to do unusual things to make it look good i just don't know that you got that in you again i think it's going to be a dogfight all the way to the end wrestling with a weight problem is the biggest dogfight of my life and I never thought there was a solution to it. Like I was always just going to have to be heavy. But then I found PhD weight loss. PhD weight loss in the last year has helped me lose over 90 pounds. I feel like a completely different person. I, 
I feel so much better now that I don't have that weight slowing me down in oh so many ways. Losing weight helps you in a lot more ways than just, you know, obviously looking better. You breathe better, you move better, you sleep better. All of those things play with your weight. Get rid of that weight problem. Get with PhD weight loss. I had never been aggressively large. I was just always a little chunky. I was also really lazy. Fast food was easier than preparing meals or anything like that. Well, you don't have to necessarily do that with PhD. They give you 75% of the food just for signing up with the program. Then you have a slew of salads and other healthy choices, and boom. Next thing you know, just under a year under the pro- on the program, and I'm back to my high school weight. It's all thanks to the planning program of PhD. Dr. Ashley Lucas and the gang at PhD Weight Loss. They give you 80% of the food that you need to have success on the program. And, you know, the, the, they have all the steps for you to reach success. And the support system there, unlike any other program I've ever been on, to spur you along the way, to keep you going, to keep you motivated in case you run into bumps in the road, which you definitely will, because we all know it's hard to lose weight. Go to MyPhDWeightLoss.com. That's MyPhDWeightLoss.com. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next? Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. It is the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400 Thursday Night Football tonight. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, there will be, there are heavy hearts all across the uh, community here in the Asheville area. We lost a legend today, a Hall of Famer, Western North Carolina Sports Hall of Famer, uh, Pat Ryan. He's a writer for the Asheville Citizen Times for many years. He's a local radio show host, uh, not on this here station, but uh, across the street, as we like to say. But he is, he was the uh, the impetus for us to launch our little dream, and he lost his uh, battle with pancreatic cancer 
today. Very sad day around the area, and you know we feel the loss, and there is there's a huge hole in the local sports world today. There are a lot of people that, that use the term trailblazer, and it's not always apt. Uh, in this case, it is. Uh, I would not exist here without Pat Ryan, and I can tell you that definitively. Uh, he blazed the trail for us. Uh, there, This was not a market that really had sustained sports shows like this. And then Pat did it. We came along. He was always very cordial at events when we saw him. I did not know him the way that you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was he was a great man, and he will be missed. Mm-hmm. Thoughts and prayers with the family. Uh, and we could not end this show any other way. Yeah. I've known Pat for, for many years, and while we didn't have a you know personal friendship, like, hey, call you on the phone kind of a relationship – Every time I was in an event, it was always, hey, Tank, how you doing? How's the show going? How are things? You know, it's, he was just a wonderful person. And we are, we are lesser of a sports community locally here in Asheville uh, having lost Pat Ryan today. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville back tomorrow for a football Friday.